Father, we praise you for beautiful time together as a church family. For those who have never met you, may today be a day of beginning. Lord, we thank you that you're raising up in our world, in our country, right here in our little city. You're raising up people who are learning to stand strong. We're learning to stand strong in you and the power that you have given us to stand strong in the righteousness that you have put within us. As your word goes out now this morning, I pray that it finds receptive hearts, teachable minds, and a readiness, Lord, to receive from you. And Holy Spirit, I pray for a fresh infilling throughout this building on everybody. We give you praise today as we approach your word. Let your word do its work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have been, as you know, we uh, today is it's seeing this series end is kind of like watching your child go off to college. <laughs> I'm I'm already missing it, um, but uh, all all series you know you, you have to come to an end. But this is one you could just go on and on and on and on forever. I mean, you, can't you just always it, you you never run out of stuff to talk about on the victory that we have been given through Jesus, right? And, and the ability to stand strong in him. The beautiful thing about it is, is that there are many of you sitting in this room right now and you just say, but I don't feel, I don't feel strong. I don't feel like I could stand strong. That's the good news about Jesus and what he did for you. Because it's not about what you feel and it's not about your strength. It's his strength and his power. And we stand strong in his power. That's the beauty of it. So thank you for coming today. Lord, bless as <laughs> they depart. That's all, man. I'm telling you, this is, there's nothing else to say, so I'm going to just dismiss you guys. And, uh, look with me, if, if you would, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. I kind of started a message last week. E- each of the services ended up, I got to different places. And um, so for some of you, it's going to be a re-preach. Um, some of you, it's going to be something else. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Paul says, though we live in the world, and we all live in the world, right? We all live in the world. We do not wage war as the world does. How does the how does the the world wage war? Because what we're not talking we're not talking about guns and bullets and and knives here. We're talking about this is he, he's going to be discussing a war of the mind. How does the world wage war? We wage war with human wisdom. The world does with human wisdom, human intellect, human psychology. And what he is telling us here is that none of those things work when strongholds are set up. We don't wage wars, the world does. We we have the word of God. On the contrary, 
They have divine power to demolish strongholds, and we're going to talk about what that is. We demolish, we demolish, we demolish. Did you get that? We demolish, not God, we demolish. We demolish it with his power, with divine power, but we're the one that has to demolish it. I can't demolish a stronghold in your life, and you can't do it in my life. Now, I will tell you, there were some strongholds broken early in, in the early service. I mean, it was just like at the end of the service. I can't explain it, but the Holy Spirit just went boom, and, and there were some things happened. Um, he can break down strongholds. He can give you that place, but, but only you can keep them from being uh, rebuilt. And so that's the thing we have to understand, because for so long... I think we've depended on other people. We've depended on the, te- the teachers and the people on the stage to be the ones to, uh, carry, um, the, to carry the authority or carry the power. And God is saying, those days are over. Every one of my kids are going to walk in this authority. Every one of my kids are going to understand the power that they have. Every one of my kids are going to understand I'm their daddy. That's going to be the next T-shirt. He's my daddy. <laughs> He's my daddy. Okay, y'all, uh, write that down back there in the back, you guys. He's my daddy. Write that down. Uh, they had divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments, the enemy, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The war is in our mind. The battle is in our mind. The enemy no longer has access to your spirit once you've been born again. When, you, when, when sin happened in the Garden of Eden, didn't God say, if you eat of that fruit, you're going to die? And they ate of the fruit, but they didn't physically die right away, did they? But death happened immediately. It was death in their spirit. Death came in where life used to exist. And so now there's no life there. When you're born again, life comes into your spirit at that moment. So you are made alive. And so at that point, the, the, the battle begins to rage. He can't do anything with your spirit anymore. You're righteous in your spirit. You're blameless in your spirit. You're holy in your spirit. You are right before God in your spirit. You are justified in your spirit. Just if you had never sinned, that's all in your spirit. But your soul hasn't caught up to that yet. There's still a lot of things that our mind, will, and emotions have to learn about what God has done inside of us. Does that make sense? So we've got to learn how the enemy works. He fights in the soulless realm of your mind, your will, and your emotions, and he begins to attack. And he tries to win his battle here because he knows he can't do anything with you if you're a believer. If you're not a believer, if you've never been born again, that's the starting place. The starting place is to come to Jesus and let him give you life. And then once that happens, it's a, it's a, it's a process to begin to learn from there. And so... Now, as, as a believer, the enemy begins to attack our minds and what, he's, what his desire is to set up a stronghold. That is, a stronghold is a fortress. So he wants to, to, he wants to lie to you. He's a deceiver, right? Scripture says he's a deceiver, he's an accuser, he's a liar, he's a murderer from the beginning. That's what Jesus said about it. So that enemy, that deceiver, that liar wants to convince you of a lie, something about you, something about who you are, 
It could be any number of things. And then once he gets that lie in there, he'll keep repeating it until he can get you repeating it. And then as you begin to repeat it, a fortress begins to be erected around that lie that keeps God out. Have you ever known anybody that it didn't matter what you said to them, they never, they never got it? You could never get through, you could never get past this lie that was built inside of them. The enemy lied to them and lied to them and lied to them and lied to them. Over and over and over until a pattern begin to get created. You're, you're, you are, um, God doesn't love you. God doesn't love you. God doesn't love you. You're too bad. You're too mean. And he keeps lying. He keeps lying. God will never forgive you. And he keeps lying. And suddenly there's a point to where you begin to buy in to his lie. And once you've bought into the lie, you start to repeat it. God doesn't love me. God doesn't care about me. Uh, everything goes wrong in my life. And so you begin to, then what happens? You begin to build a stronghold. Have you ever been there? If God loved me, this wouldn't have happened. If God cared about me, that wouldn't have happened. And then the enemy comes at you once he begins to establish that and says, God's not even with you anymore. He's not even around anymore. What, what, what you have done, he has left you. He is gone. He doesn't want to be any part of you anymore. And so suddenly this, 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 this stronghold built in your mind keeps the truth out. And the truth is the only thing that's going to give you victory over this thing. You can counsel with people. You can counsel with people who are having mind battles and, and they can be receptive. But sometimes when you counsel with people who have a stronghold built, unless they personally decide that they're going to attack the lie with the truth, there's nothing you can do. You can't counsel that out of anybody. It's a stronghold. And it takes something so much more powerful than, than what Dr. So-and-so said. It takes something so much more powerful than, than what I can say. It's the pure word of God that's the only thing. On, it's not anybody's opinion. You start trying to attack a stronghold in your life, a stronghold of fear. And you start trying to attack that stronghold of fear and try to convince that, that, it, that you try to convince yourself that you should not be afraid but unless you, unless you are constant with the word of God, I shouldn't be afraid because daddy loves me. Now I'm talking earthly. Uh, is that good? Yeah, that's good. But that's, that's not going to feed a stronghold because daddy ain't going to always be there. Are you with me? I shouldn't be afraid financially because my mom and dad have money and they'll give me money. Is that, is that good? That's, that's good, but here's the problem. That won't get a stronghold because a stronghold goes deeper than that. And, and mom and dad were not always going to be there. And there are going to be times mom and dad may not even have any money. They may be broke. And then what are you going to lean on? Because the truth you've been leaning on is not actually a truth. The only truth that's going to be there is when the enemy comes at you and he says, God's forgotten you, he's not going to provide for you, it's not going to happen, and then you come at him with the truth, well, the word of God says, it is written as Jesus said, it is written, 
Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything I need will be provided for me. A truth. And so you start to hammer away at it with a truth. Let me, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a couple things to, really quickly how the strongholds get built up and then we're going to slowly break it down. And, and I mentioned this last week. Number one, Satan delivers the lie to our mind in first person. He delivers the lie to our mind in first person, right? First person meaning he never comes to you to let you know that it's him talking. He doesn't come to you and say, hey, this is Satan. I just wanted you to know, you know, I've got to... No, he, he comes at us with first person so that we begin to think it's our own thoughts. And so then we begin to speak it. That's the only way first person fits, right? So we, he comes at first person. Secondly, then we begin to accept the lie. Thirdly, we begin to speak the lie. As we speak the lie, it begins to solidify in our life. There's a pattern then is created that, that just continues on. It's, it, the the uh, fortress is fortified more and more and more and more every time we speak the lie. And then a new reality is created. A new reality is created, which means... Your reality and the truth, the Word of God, are totally different. Your, your reality becomes you're not loved. Your reality becomes you've, you've been too bad and God can't forgive you. That's your reality. Your reality may be, uh, I, want to do, I want to do this in my life, and I know that it's contrary to the Word of God. See, here's the thing. A lot of times, we will hunt down people... Uh-oh, listen to this. This one's for somebody. This is new to the second service. When, it, when a stronghold gets built, a lot of times that stronghold gets built, and it's, it's because there, there is a certain part of our life that we do not want to yield to God. And so we believe a lie that it's okay and then we reinforce that lie by finding people that agree with us. You have no idea how good that was right there. You have no idea. That, that will set you free. We begin to put people around us that agree with us. And the wisdom of the world is not the wisdom of God. The wisdom of the world won't break a stronghold. The wisdom of God, as revealed through the Scriptures and through His Holy Spirit, can. And there's a fine line and a place, and somebody in here is right on the edge of this right now. You've been right on the edge of this. You are struggling and you're, you, you know the step that you need to make and you haven't made it, and the thing that the enemy is trying to do is confuse you by convincing you know the truth. You know the truth already, and the enemy is lying to you, and he's trying to convince you that, no, but these people say this, and what the Spirit of God is telling you right now personally, this is right, God is speaking to somebody right now, and he wants you to know, and by me saying what I'm saying, I don't have to say it. You know already the Spirit of God is speaking to you, and he wants you to know 
that his wisdom will set you free and the people that you're tempted to continue to listen to, the lies that are coming are coming from hell and, and, and it's going to destroy your life. Holy Spirit, thank you right now. I pray for, I pray for the heart that you have just spoken to and I pray that you give them the strength and the courage to break through. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, okay. Thank you, Lord. Here's how we're going to break them down. Don't accept the lies. When, when a stronghold comes and a stronghold begins to get built, there's a, pro, there's a point to where, number one, you have to begin to reject the lies. As long as you are accepting the lie that the enemy is feeding you as a truth, as long as you are accepting it as a truth, you're never going to get free. So there's a point where you have to come to the point to say, I'm standing on the word of God and I'm rejecting, I'm rejecting that lie, keeping it away. You can't give it room. He said, take it captive. What does that mean? You can't keep letting the thought roam around in your head. And guys, I'm telling you, listen to me, I'm not preaching down to you. This is not about condemnation. I'm not preaching down to you. I have fought strongholds. I've had strongholds built in my life and, and had to learn how to agree with God and allow Him to show me how to break down strongholds. I'm not talking down to you. I'm talking to you as a fellow struggler. I've been there, but I also know the power of the Holy Spirit and the truth of the Word of God that can break that. And sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it's immediate. But the power of the Spirit of God can break it. And that's the only thing. He's the only one that can. Begin to reject the lie. What is he telling you about you? You're not important. Nobody cares about you. You're not loved. I'm afraid. I'm afraid my family's going to get sick. That pretension, let me ask you a question. How many of you, it, when the arguments and the pretensions, that high and lofty thing, that thing that tries to exalt itself above, above the knowledge of God, how many of you ever allow your minds to create things that are not there. When a stronghold begins to set up in your life, suddenly, suddenly your, your child is late coming home and they haven't called you. For some of you, the first thing that happens is you already picture them dead. They're either in jail, they've been in a car wreck, and, and what happens? You start thinking the worst. And so your mind goes off on the very worst thing, and your mind begins to create scenarios, and so suddenly on the movie screen of your, life, of your mind, your mind is, you're watching scenarios that your mind is creating, and your emotions are reacting to, but, and you're starting to fear them. You're starting to almost believe. Your emotions are experiencing them almost as if it were true. Does this make sense at all? That is how a stronghold works. And, and over time, you get to where you, first th you, can't even, you can't even go the direction of believing, of praying and believing God and, and trusting God that, that, um, that what you're imagining is not true. Fear. 
And sometimes, with a stronghold, sometimes you can create the thing, sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, you can create the thing that you're afraid of. Insecurity. My husband or my wife's going to leave me. I don't feel secure in the love, therefore they're going to leave me. And then you start to create things. And, and then you become very controlling. And you hide tape recorders in the car. I love it when I can just shut up and let the Holy Spirit do His work. What happens? A stronghold gets built. Now, what may have been a solid relationship turns bad because you have been carried on with such freaky behavior. Is anybody with me? And then, when he leaves or she leaves, you say, see, I knew it. I knew it all along. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. What happened? The stronghold in your head created it. The stronghold in your mind, and you continually speaking that stuff over and over and over, begins to create actions. The stronghold then begins to protect the lie. You begin to live out the lie. The truth of the Word of God tries to get in. You come in here every Sunday. You hear the Word of God. You go out, and you never hear anything. You hear it, but you don't hear it. Jesus said, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. Not just hear with these ears. Hear with your heart. See with your heart. Open the, open the blinded eyes. See the heart open up to be able to see the things of God. And that's what He wants to do in our life. Jesus went to the cross. we got to come back to the point that there's some supernatural involved in this thing. It's not all about just psychology. It's not all about just physical things. There's something that comes from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, that can do more than we ever imagined. And it just comes down to sometimes it's a matter of starting with submission. Let me read this. James 4, 6, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It seems so simple, doesn't it? Sometimes it's, it, it feels harder than that. But he just says the first thing you got to do is humble yourself. If you want to break a stronghold down, the first thing is humility. The first thing is coming to a place of humility that says, God, I'm going to submit my life to you because you're bigger than me. That little word submit right there, come, it's, it's used in a military term. Submitting to someone of a higher rank. And is Jesus not a higher rank? Hello? And so we come to him in humility to say, in humility, I submit. Pride will not allow you to submit to anybody. Humility says, I submit. And what do we submit to? Submit to the Word of God. You can't use the Word of God against the devil until you submit to it in your own life. And a lot of times we're coming to the devil, and, and because our lives are not submitted to the Lord, there seems to be no power in what we try to use against the enemy. Does that make sense?
You've got to confront the thoughts that come to your mind. The more you're in the Word of God, the more you train your mind to, to recognize the enemy. When you first get saved, we all ask this question. Well, but sometimes I don't know if it's God or the devil. Have you ever done that? Has anybody ever thought that? I don't know if it's God or the devil speaking to me. But, but see, that's just for babies. An infant says, I don't know if that's mama or the nurse. But after a little while, that baby knows mama. And for us, if we're maturing, there ought to be a place where we may say, I don't know if it's God or the devil, but as we get into the Word of God and we spend time with the Father, His voice becomes, unrec- or becomes so recognizable that, that, we don't, that we know who it is that's talking to us. And, and he's just saying, the word of, with the Word of God, we have to be able to measure, we have to be able to compare, we have to be able to challenge the thoughts that come to our mind with the Word of God, and then we have to submit to the Word. Because even if you challenge it with, God doesn't love me, and then you read a verse that says, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Then you may say, well, but, and you're, you get your butt in the way. How many of you ever had your butt in the way of something? The butt gets in the way. You, at that point, what do you do? you got to submit. That means everything in my mind is fighting against me believing this truth. But God's Word is truth. And with everything fighting me from believing it, I am going to submit myself to the Word and I'm going to start to speak the Word. Whether I feel it or not, whether I feel saved or not, whether I feel like praising Him or not, no matter what I feel, whether my emotions are involved or not, I am going to submit to the Word of God and I'm going to speak the Word of God. God, and I'm going to say what God thinks about me. That's what's coming out of my mouth. I'm going to say what God thinks about me. And over time, truth begins to take over. Strongholds are broken down. And suddenly you find yourself not always thinking bad about yourself, not always afraid, not always insecure, not always prideful, not always greedful. Attacked some? Yes. But it doesn't become a way of life. Does this make sense? It does not become a way of life. But we have to move on. Paul talks about maturity. He told the Corinthians, there's so many things I'd like to be able to talk to you about, but I can't talk to you about it because you're still, as babies on the milk, you're you're not growing up. The Hebrew, the the writer of Hebrews said, guys, listen, there's this by now, you should be teachers. Teachers. And even Romans, you should be teachers, but, you, but you're not. Why? Because you're still on the milk of the Word, and you should be on the meat at this point. Because it's with the meat of the Word of God, the continual use of the Word of God, that we, that we become sensitive to and learn to discern good from evil. It's so confusing in this world today, what's good and what's bad, isn't it? What's good and what's evil. Every one of us can have the mind of Christ. Did you know that? Read 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Every one of us have, if you're born again, you have the mind of Christ in you. Now, whether you listen or whether I listen is another thing, but we have the mind 
of Christ in us. The strongholds in your life will affect everybody around you. And you'll never live free. And you'll, you will never enjoy your relationship with the Lord and your relationship with people. You'll never enjoy it the way you can. Because a lie, once a lie gets down in there and it gets established and we, we put a protective thing around it, then we begin to live that lie. And that lie becomes a way of life. And no matter what anybody says, we don't believe it. The enemy has got you focused on your outward appearance. You keep looking in the mirror. And all you see is ugly. All you see is ugly. And there's some other things that you say. I'm not even going to say what those are, but there's some other things that you say about yourself. And it's blocking you from seeing who you are in Jesus. And you keep repeating it over and over and over. And what you don't know is that your kids are picking up on it. And beginning to be created in their life is the same thing, and you don't know it's being created, and it's going to flesh itself out one day. What is the answer? Destroy the stronghold. I could take you to a family where the mother was so self-conscious about her physical appearance that that's all she talked about. And then I can show you a daughter that is so self-conscious about her appearance that it's all she talks about. And I can show you another daughter who's so self-conscious about it's, it's, it's just going through the family. And see, somebody forgot to tell him that he, here's the thing with the enemy. He wants to block you. He wants to, he wants to get you focused off on your physical body. He wants to get you focused off on soulish things, your personality. He never wants you to see who you are in the spirit. He never wants you to see who you are in the spirit. When the enemy comes and he says, tell me about yourself, he doesn't want to know about the spirit. He doesn't want you to say, I'll tell you about myself. I've been made righteous. I have been made holy. I have been made blameless. I have the authority of Jesus Christ living inside of me. I am a child of God. The King of Kings is my Lord. I live by God, my God, my healer, my justifier, the one who provides for me. That is my God. You want to know, devil, about that? Let me tell you about who I am. And go to who you are in the Spirit first. And when you go to who you are in the spirit, justified, holy, righteous, when you begin to tell him about those things, what you're going to notice is those other things begin to take care of themselves. The other things begin to take care of themselves. Suddenly you don't notice how you look as much anymore. And once you stop concentrating on what you look like, you're going to find out that you're going to be able to focus on other things and what you look like starts to change. Hmm. 
I'm telling you, the enemy has lied to you so long. He has lied to you and kept you imprisoned in this stronghold in your mind so long. And I am here today to see it broken down. I'm here today to, to help you come to the point that you begin to experience such freedom that you're not sin conscious anymore. You don't walk around trying not to sin. You're just focusing on Jesus so much, righteousness conscience, Jesus conscience, that it begins to change everything. Bud, my mind's eat up with lust. I don't know what to do. I can't stop. Every day I constantly... I constantly pray, God, take this lust away. I constantly pray, God, uh, I, I, or talk about, I don't want to lust. I, I'm going to try not to lust. I'm going to try not to lust today. Do you know what that's going to produce? Lust. But when you get up and look in the mirror, instead of looking at yourself as an addict, when you begin get up and look at yourself in the mirror and you don't see somebody bound by something, you look in the mirror and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I have been made a new creation in Jesus. All the old things have passed away. New things have come. You start talking to yourself like that. I'm just flying out of here. I'm just going to fly away. Y'all just finished. I'm just going to fly away. Man, I'm telling you, I want to see you free. I want to see you free. Young people. And that's anybody from 56 down. <laughs> I, want, I, want to, I want to tell you, I want to tell you something. God has God has such a beautiful life for you. He has such a beautiful life for you. Please turn loose of what you think is going to make your life beautiful. Would you turn it loose today? We get in our minds that we Mom and dad doesn't understand me. He does. He understands me. He sees what my mom and dad don't. He tells me I'm pretty. Mom and dad don't want me to go out with him. But they're just trying to keep me from enjoying my life. They're afraid I'm going to do what they did. But I really think he loves me. And so I'm going to keep on talking even though they tell me not to. And the keeping on talking is going to lead you to sneaking out of the house. And one thing is going to lead to another until your life is in shambles. Man, 
this whole message almost has been one word of knowledge after another for, for people in this room. I don't know that I've ever preached a message that there were so many specific, very specific individual messages that some of you are going to leave here and you know absolutely that the Spirit of God's talking to you. He has such a beautiful life for you. And not just young people like you and me. Some of you old people. It's not over till it's over. God has a beautiful life for you. Some of you came in here today wanting. You came in here hungry. You wanted to hear. You wanted to hear, how do I break the stronghold down? First of all, it starts with coming to the Lord. Holy Spirit, I do not want this stronghold in my life. And today I choose by divine power to break this stronghold down. And every thought that tries to come to re-erect this thing, I'm going to take captive in the name of Jesus. And I will release the thoughts and the word of God through my life until every aspect of this thing is broken down. Precious Lamb of God in this room right now, Holy Spirit in this room right now are people hungry for their strongholds to be broken off of their life. Right now I pray that the power of deception and confusion is moved out of this room until every person sitting here right now can see clearly. Holy Spirit, move upon their minds that they see clearly. That they for this moment see clearly that you're the answer and what you can do to set them free and that you're the stronghold breaker. You give them the power, but they have to use their authority right now. Clear away the fog. Clear away the clouds. Clear away the smoke, Holy Spirit, and let it be so clear. now if you will believe this is a special moment for you if you will believe strongholds but you got to believe but strongholds are being broken right now the Holy Spirit is here to give to give us a head start you'll still have to apply the word you'll still have to apply the truth but right now Father, I praise you. I praise you, Lord, that right now in this room, strongholds that have been built, some of these strongholds for years, some that have destroyed relationships, right now, Holy Spirit, loose 
Loose your joy. Loose the peace that you want your people to have. Loose that now as strongholds. We reject every lie of the enemy in Jesus' name. We reject every lie of the enemy right now. And we receive and believe the truth. You, Jesus, are truth. And we submit to you. And we resist the enemy. another minute. The Spirit of God's just doing some stuff individually. is saying, but what if nobody loves me? What if I don't find somebody to love me? Right now, the enemy is lying to you again because you're this close to turning loose. And God wants you to know that he, before you even went astray, he had the path and the plan for you and, and it never changed. He still has a plan to bless you. He still has a plan to fill you. He still, still has a plan to give you a beautiful life. He never changed. You went off course, but he never changed. And right now, you're turning loose of that stronghold. And you're stepping back in. You're releasing. You're forgiving. You're receiving. And God is doing a miracle in your life. And you're going to love the results. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I don't even know what to say. Oh, I could sit in this all day just watching God do what He does. But I need to watch Him do it in some more people in a few minutes. So y'all got to get out of here. I love you. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you next week. Next Easter. Easter.